life's all about having a crack. If something doesn't work, so be it. Who cares? It's fun. Mm. That's supposed to not work. Who in your life at this very moment are you super grateful for and why? My dad. Welcome back to the Post School Podcast, the life guide you didn't even know you needed. This is your chance to learn about all the wacky, wonderful, inspiring, and downright insane stuff that normal people like you and I have done after high school. The Post School Podcast aims to leave you feeling motivated to chase your dreams by dispelling the myth that life is mediocre. Through the stories of incredible people who are doing incredible things with their lives, you and I will learn just how not boring life really is in the big wide world. Are you ready? Let's go. Zach and Stella, thank you for joining me on the Post School Podcast. Thank you for having us, mate. Thanks I'm for having us. super excited to get into today's <laughs> chat. You rocked up in the big van, the big massive big. van. Huge. The Project yeah. of Happiness. We're going to get into everything about what that is and sort of yep. where it started. But I guess in a nutshell, what is the Project of Happiness? So in a nutshell, basically the Project of Happiness is a concept that stemmed from wanting to make a difference in everyday lives. It's about showing each individual that they have the power to not only make someone's day, but could also change their life by expressing love, positivity and gratitude when you feel it for one another. So I've always said to Stells, and, and I love the saying, like having gratitude and not expressing it, it's kind of like wrapping a gift and not giving it. It's almost like, you know, buying a kid a red bike for Christmas and they're just not giving him that bike. So gratitude's exactly the same as that bike. Like, let me ask you something. Like, if you had the power to make someone's day, would you do it? Yeah, I mean, I think anyone would. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Actually... Let's, let's, let's run something. Let's do it. What are we doing? Okay. I'm excited. All right, all right. Talk to me, Nate. All right. So who in your life at this very moment are you super grateful for and why? My dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very grateful for my dad. I just got back from a two and a half week trip to Qatar wow. with my oh, dad and my stepmom. Mate, I saw that. And, um, I was quite it jealous was of that, yeah. The time, like trip of a lifetime. Yeah. I had the best time ever. And that was only possible because dad said, this is going to set us back financially, but I think the memory dividends are worth it. Yeah. So I'm grateful that he prioritized like my experience and me being able to get out there and see the world and have this experience that not many others could ever mm. have yeah. over the financial side of things. Yeah. So that, that's dad, so sure. profound of your dad because I guess for a lot of families out there, um, you know, they can get quite caught up in the money side of things and it becomes quite a um, big thing for them to make sure that that's, that's number one priority. Mm. And the fact that your dad sort of steered away from that and went knew how much, I mean, soccer's a world game, football's a world game. I mean, I've played it since I was five, absolutely best love it. Best sport ever. It is the best sport <laughs> ever, I can totally agree on that. So... Uh, did your dad used to play or was he? Yeah, so dad was a okay. professional soccer player and then coach as well. Okay, there so you go. So we yeah, were yeah. over there like yeah. as Graham Art because dad and Anya are best mates. Yeah. So that was a whole nother level of experience as well because we got to go over and experience the World Cup as part of the Socceroos. Mate, it sounds like it there's was... so many positive like positives coming from this. It would be a no-brainer for your dad, I guess. Yeah, 100%. And especially like you playing soccer myself and your dad, like you know how much it actually means to yeah. be in that crowd and be... You instantly become best mates with the people next year. Like mm. when you're chanting, you don't even know them, but you're just in this one sort of unified group, just showing so much love and support for not only the game, but the soccer is as well. So yeah, it was incredible. Um, so that, I'm, I'm grateful for you, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I hope man. he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> now, I guess if you could, I mean, I know you would, like you said before, but if you could put a massive smile on your dad's face, if you could make his day, would you do it? 100% yes. Yeah. Can you do me a little favor? I'm not sure if you get your phone with you. Yeah, yeah, I'd have can you, can you get out your phone right now and just shoot your dad a super quick text, basically telling him exactly what you told me, that you're grateful for him, and why? All right. Let's, can I send a voice text? You can. 100%. Yeah. Beautiful. Let's do it. 
Um, all right. Hey, Dad. It's Nath. I just wanted to send you a text this morning and say I'm super grateful for you. Um, the experience that we've just had overseas has been a once-in-a-lifetime thing that I know I'll look back on for the rest of my life, and I hope you get to look back on it with fondness as well. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you so much, and I am honestly so grateful for everything that you do for me and for our family. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Love you lots. Nath. That was incredible. Love it. Send. Send. And even that made me feel so yeah, like, warm like, inside, like hearing that. But mm. the thing is, like you look at that, right? And that took what? Maybe 15 seconds to do with feelings and information you already had inside of you. But that little voice message alone, that is going to put the biggest smile on your dad's face. And you never even know because for a lot of males out there especially, um, I guess they could act quite jovial and happy and you know, um, feel like they've got it all together on the surface to all their friends and everyone around. Um, but you never know exactly what they're going through. So they could get home and just be, you know, down in the dumps, dealing with their own personal issues and receiving a text or a voice message like that, expressing gratitude that, you know, you might've thought it was common sense and just going, oh, well, obviously you should know that. But for him to actually see that and have that on his phone, something he can look back on, something he can re-listen to, something he can screenshot, something that he can hold and, you know, look at as many times as he want mm. is, is huge. Invaluable. It's so true. Yeah. And I think as much as like that was a profound moment, something that I've noticed, especially since finishing school, is mm. that like even just with your friends, a mm. message 100%. every now and then saying like, hey, mate, how are you? Or like, hey, mate, thanks for the other weekend. It was really good mm. to see you. Yeah. Like um, my mate James from Shine. Yeah. Yesterday I was heading to Manly for a haircut. And I haven't seen him since yeah. I went away because I was in Bali and then Qatar and like he's busy and I'm busy and we just haven't had time to catch up, mm. but we're best mates. Yeah. Mm. And I haven't seen him in so long. And I was like, you know what? I got five minutes. I'm going to call him, see where he is. Mm. He was in Manly. So I was like, dude, let's catch let's, up. Yeah. Five minutes. We had a chat, had a yarn and then I left. And afterwards he messaged me and I was like, dude, it was so awesome to see you yesterday. Oh. Like I really and how that needed make you that. Feel? And it makes me feel incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. I love that stuff. So yeah. I'm stoked that you guys are sharing that with the world. Well, it just, yeah. just makes everyone not only the person sending the text, but the person receiving it feel a massive, I guess, air of importance. Like they've had an impact on someone's life. Because how many times do you hear, and I don't want to get quite, I guess, deep in that sort of sense, <laughs> but how many times when someone, you know, passed away, commits suicide or whatnot, and you hear all their friends and, and everyone going, God, do you know what's going to happen to him? I didn't mm. know he was feeling that way. Um, you know, and a text like that can obviously show that person that, you know, they do have importance in this world. Yeah. They do have a place. They, they, they do have, um, you know, they can make a difference. Exactly and, right. you know, it's so simple. It's such a simple thing. What but do you guys think the reason why people don't send the text when they have the urge would be? I think, well, going back to one person in particular that we interviewed, um, I posed that question because one of the biggest things when I was out there and chatting to people, I wanted to make, I wanted to actually interact with some people who didn't want to send the text. That was like when I, before I even started, I really wanted to hone deep into the psyche around that and, and wonder why, like the question you just asked. And it was funny because, and I digress a little bit here, but the, called the old generation, but people basically, you know, 45, 50 and older, they were very hesitant to not only want to be on camera, um, but to, to express gratitude. And a lot of them said, I don't have anyone to be grateful for, I, I don't, which is really sad. And it was like, so I don't know. They're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. And, you know, for a lot of our people growing up in that generation with that old school mentality, maybe they got it from their fathers and mothers. It was quite a, um, 
important so thing to not show your emotions. You had to yeah. suppress them. You had to act, you know, especially for guys, you had to be like the man in the house. You had to lead by example and show them, mm. hey, you are strong and showing emotions is bad. So I think growing up with that, they've got that mentality in their head because obviously you want to be like your father. You want to be, for most people out there, you want to sort of, you know, that's the way you've been taught. Yeah. So they sort of stick true to that. Whereas um, I guess when, especially around such a, um, I guess a open minded place like Fitzroy or whatever it may be. Oh yeah. Um, even Brunswick, there was a lot of younger crowd, probably maybe eighteen to 30, 35, mm. who were so open. They were coming up to us and saying, "Hey, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, like, what I are you want doing to back you guys. What can I do to help? Yeah. Like, like this is such a cool thing." And just seeing that difference was crazy. But I think one of the people that, as I said, I digress there. One of the people um, that I interviewed basically was like, "Oh, I don't know. I just don't do this. It's a bit." Lame. Like, I don't know. I just don't. I feel weird. I feel awkward about I saying it. it. Yeah, I, I think, think also like a fear of rejection. And yeah. Like, mm. That comes from like not expressing your emotions in like safe places. Yeah. Or... And fear of what they think of you. Mm. Um, fear of like how that message is going to come across. Um, like thinking that there's something wrong with, like a lot of people were like, oh, they're going to think something's wrong. And it's mm. like. And I think, well, yeah. And I think a lot of people as well, um, find it hard being, especially when they're younger, being true to themselves. And I think mm. they build this character around themselves that, you know, they've, they've built up who they want to be, who they want to project themselves as rather than who they actually are. Mm. And if, you know, expressing this stuff doesn't fit in with that and they've got to seem like someone who's cool or this or that or whatever, they're a bit hesitant to, to do that rather than just sort of being themselves and going, hey, look, I, I love this person. Mm. I just want to let them know. Were you like that when you were younger? Um, I was always pretty, um, open about, I guess, how I felt. It wasn't something that, I guess I should say when I was quite younger, it wasn't something that I tried to either steer away from, but it wasn't something that I, I focused heavily on. Mm. Mm. It was just something that if I... worked a lot on it. Yeah. I mean, if it's... I can see, like, moments where you'll, Mm. like, slip into maybe not opening up and then, like... I was always open. Yeah, but I can see the work that you've put in and yeah. that sometimes you have to be like, actually, I am in a safe place. Like, I can yeah, yeah, open yeah. up and talk to you. Yeah, about I think that's things. a big part of it, like feeling safe. Yeah, like, 100%. That vulnerability is really scary. So if you 100%. feel like no matter what the reaction, I'm going to be okay, mm. as long as that's at the forefront, then you're usually pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. I think I'll, like some people's parents are maybe not, I don't know how to word it, like... I don't know how to word it. Like some... As open or... Well, some parents like don't encourage... Like you often hear like a child will fall over and hurt themselves and the parents will be like, it's all right, you're all good, like it's fine. And that's Mm. instantly teaching that child to suppress their emotions and that it's not okay. Just bottle up, it's all good, like move on. And I think some parents will kind of allow their child to... I don't know, there's like a fine line some between parents like aren't, I guess necessarily, Yeah, open or, or, or pose those questions to the kids like, how do you feel in this moment? Like, mm. yada, yada, yada. Mm. Like, if the parents don't make that a, I guess, a priority to, to talk about these things when they're younger, it's, it's something, not something that really gets... You kind of have to address you, you almost to have to re- really yeah. express that. And I, I mm. think like I, I you know, um, yeah, it's one of those different. things that was more probably in the last... Maybe five years it was more prevalent than ever that, you know, I was, I started to realise that, hey, like, I, I want to really express these things. I can see the difference that it makes. Mm-hmm. I can, I can make people happy mm-hmm. with the emotions that I feel inside. 
That's why I think like, like you guys sharing this stuff online is really important mm, because well, you might have come from that upbringing with your parents like yeah. not receptive to that whole side of things. But then you log on to TikTok or Instagram yeah. and you see your videos and you're like, oh, people are doing this. Like mm. it's okay to want to do this. Yeah. Well, I think that's why our generation is so much more open to like hearing it because with social media and like everyone's on it, you are seeing all these different like views and perceptions of life that we're kind of more open to learning more and mm. so like you can reach so many people yeah it seems it seems like um like i said before it's been a big shift like people want to better themselves they want to learn more like you know fitness is at the forefront mental health's at the forefront mm. they're trying to better themselves they're trying to like you know be the best version of themselves and 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 this is just one of those things that goes hand in hand with that mm. so mm. tell me about you two as people <laughs> let's let's start with like how you guys met because yeah. i really oh want to know god. oh my god because obviously there's like the age gap and uh, yeah. were your circles combined like what oh how did gosh. this come about I, we're responsible for our entire friend group it's like being like yeah, it's been cool. It's yeah. been like, because I mean, like, I. That's epic. We kind of joined like a couple of my friends and then a couple of Zach's friends and then mutual friends, and we just all made this big. Because I'm, I'm and sure it's you, like, can, you can attest so to this, Nate, but I'm like, you, you've got your different groups, you've got your soccer mates, yeah. you've got your yeah, yeah. they got everyone. And it was kind of cool because, like, we basically still had her crew. Um, you know, I had my crew I was hanging with and, like, who were best mates. And. Yeah, it was funny because still I was like, I'll introduce you to this person. I was like, I'll introduce that person to this person. And then now we just got this massive like, crew of like 20 odd people that close are close with my friends. Yeah. And then it just, yeah, everyone became so strong together. Like Zach's best mates with one of my, with Ellis, yeah. one of my good friends. That's and then awesome. My girl best friend from up here became best friends with one of Zach's best mates down there. It was just like, that's cool. Yeah, we wow. can never break yeah. up. It's <laughs> 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 like so intertwined. But it's like, and I think as well, like going going back, like being so open to you know friendship groups and being like open with how you're feeling and everything like mm. that was massive. And like, I think <laughs> as, as as painful as it, oh, I wouldn't say it's painful to say, but not exactly in line with with tipo to a point but i think i'm like where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> even at the start like when, when we had like i guess a few big nights or a few beddies oh, together partying partying i think, I think it's that all about balance man yeah, it's all it about is, balance but i think that like you know going on a few benders at the start with, with parties. the boys <laughs> well, parties, parties ended what 12 benders and it's no, just say weekends okay, parties okay. Is, you can use different okay. language we had some big weekends yeah some big weekends which i think brought a lot of us very close together and, um, you know, we became very open with. <laughs> the boys the love to sit on the lounge room floor at 4am and say, I just love you, mate. Like, am no, I able to Oh, you're you that kind of tragic. It's not the drunk, I love you, mate. It's like, it's a bit more than that. It's like, bro, like, seriously, like, never change. Like, you are just such a good <laughs> All the boys want to get funny. tattooed, never change on them. But it's not like. I like, yeah. I haven't heard that one, actually. No just, one's told me never change. So obviously, just, I'm doing something wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I think I think the phrase is, I was thinking about this the other day, because I think change is great. I think change is really good. But I think what, instead of never change, I think the thing that I like is you don't have to be anyone more than who you are yeah. to be loved right now. Yeah, like that's, are, I love that so much. Right now is, is all you ever need to be. Yeah, if you because want. I think people sort of have it 
a little bit backwards where mm. the goal is to be better and be different. Mm. And like, I don't think that should be the goal. I think mm. the goal should be to be completely content with who you are right mm. now. And if you're not, then sure, go and put in the work to get to a place where you are content. Yeah. But the goal should still be to improve constantly. Mm. Yeah. It just shouldn't be improvement because you need to be better. It should be improvement because you want to be better. Yeah. And yeah. I think like, if you can be content with exactly who you are right now, mm. that's how we find happiness in the present moment. Like yeah. you shouldn't be seeking a better present in the future because mm. it'll never arrive. That's yeah, the whole point. Never, if you're constantly chasing something, you'll never exactly. reach it. I love it. So it's how like did you two get close? When you're tired. Eating when you're tired? Yeah. Like I was saying what? this last night. Sorry, bit random. Um, Tangent. But it's like when you're really tired, you know how you just like keep eating to like fix this craving but the craving is sleep so you're never actually going to get mm. full eating when you're tired procrastinating sleep. Okay. I, I i know i know what you're talking <laughs> well, about like because i do when it you're actually de- dehydrating yeah, you yeah. drink water like you're never going to mm. fix that craving because you're fixing it with something that it doesn't need eating is my procrastination so like yeah. if i have if i have to edit a podcast i know that's going to take me like three hours yeah and i'll be like just oh, go ahead and three no, hours so i'm just gonna open a box of jats and start shoving my yeah. face full. but it's never gonna solve it yeah it's no, never gonna it's make me feel better no, 100%. Yeah. but digressing so going back so how we met basically um yeah, so it, was, it was a cheeky little little uh hinge Slide mm. <laughs> i, I <laughs> love that hinge, yes hinge, if you want to sponsor us always <laughs> a great story of you no but basically um stella had a hinge date and she was um driving down after new year's after that little um, uh, session she had. And then basically, um, yeah, she I was walking on the road and she asked for directions. And was like, hey. Hold on, so this is after a hinge date? No, no, no. So she was supposed to go on a hinge date with someone else. Oh. And then basically I <laughs> was, and I okay, was on, yeah, the, yeah. on the street just coming back from a run and she's like, hey, do you know where this address is? And I was like, literally like, it's around the corner, but do you want to come inside? And, um, you are really hot. I was like, I was like, yeah, you are actually smoking. I was like, do you want to actually come inside? And you're like, fuck, like, I don't want to travel another twenty minutes to go to this other guy. I'm not that keen in, but yeah, sure, we'll come inside. With you. Sick. So when was this? No, nah, I'm kidding. But that would have been a, that would have been a great that story would... though. Oh but, no, actually, no, no. <laughs> Everybody, you're nah, supposed to finish the story no, and no. then say jokes. No, but actually, no, we've it was, actually um, used we did, we did meet So you guys have been rehearsing this? No, actually, someone's asked. Just fuck it. We say we just just because it's fucking. No, yeah, Zach, no, Zach slid into the DMs on yeah, Hinge and um, pretty much the yeah. rest is history. Yeah. I don't know what to believe with you two anymore. Was Hinge part of this or not? <laughs> so Hinge, 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 nah, Hinge, Hinge, we definitely got a Hinge, but it was like pretty much a few little chats here and there and then just straight into like DMs on Insta and then it got into the FaceTimes mm. and then Stella's came down after New Year's and what was supposed to be, I guess, a potential one night I was just going to rate him and leave. I was <laughs> like, I'm not. I only not, found this out so much I later. Had, <laughs> I was thinking, no, I, I wish I knew this I at the start. Yeah, of, I know. I would just come out of a relationship. So I was like, no, wait, I'm having a year of just like me, travel, like hustle, no boys. I'm just going to root him and then go. And then, alas, five days later, we're still together. Yeah, wow. but it was like, it was almost like, yeah, as I said, it was supposed to be this sort of, um, I guess, just no wine, movie, whatever, hang out, get to know each other. Mm. And, um, which it was in a sense, but I had my giant whiteboard, like this fucking kick-ass two-metre whiteboard (laughs) in my fucking room, which took up the whole entire room. Full of surprises. Yeah, anyway, so this giant whiteboard and Tipo was like fucking written there everywhere. Now, I was like, fuck, I'm going to be going on this trip by myself for a whole fucking year. I've got this chick who I'm so into already and just from our FaceTimes and whatever, been chatting for a month or Mm. so, I'm like... Um, you know, if this goes well, like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, I was at Crossroads. 
And I'm and like, at that in my point, head, you were I'm planning like, to go on the trip in a month. Yeah, so, so I was, was like, it was like a month's time, yeah, like right. three weeks' time, I was gone. And it was like, oh shit, I'm going to have to. Oh no, she still goes, what's his whole whiteboard? What's yeah. his about? Like, and before, because I was like, how am I going to slip it in? How am I going to sort of get this, you know, chat about it? So I wrote in the whiteboard before she came, a little tactical move. I was like, um, against my little dot points, I was like, travel with partner, question mark. Man, I need to hang out with you more often. What's you, that? You have all the tricks of the trade. Right. Here. I threw yeah. out and I was I like... I think you said um, girlfriend, question mark. No, I didn't write girlfriend. <laughs> no, but... Uh-huh. Oh, okay. No, definitely didn't. I had I travel with partner and with question mark, mark, as in to say like, am I going to travel I'm... with someone or whatever? And so she like looked at the whiteboard. Did you so ask about that? Oh, well, she, I saw that and I was She like, saw it, yeah. So in her head, it was just kind of like... It's kind of like yeah, that little right. like, plant the seeds, a little in her head without me actually having to say anything. <laughs> and then basically, um, yes, I told her about the project, told her about Tipo, and... I just um, looked at him and I was like, well... Yeah, so then it was kind of <laughs> like, oh, But we had, like, amazing first night, and then Stells ended up staying at mine, like, literally for the next five, six nights. In my defence... So, that was when we had the big lockdowns in the mm. Northern Beaches. So if I left, I didn't know when I was yeah, going to be right. able to come back. Where were you living, Zach? We actually even Where, left. How far away were you? In Wollongong. So, so I was in Wollongong. She was in Northern here. Beaches. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. It's like two so, hours or something. That so. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I was like, well, I'll just stay for... Cause, and I also knew as soon as I went back, I would have to... I worked like three jobs full time. So I would be going back to yeah. working ridiculous hours and not knowing how... I could fit seeing yeah. you into yeah, that. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just enjoy it well, while I can. Hold on. How were you working three jobs full time? I was a nanny and then I worked in a restaurant, two restaurants and a cafe. So the <sighs> one of the restaurants was a cafe in the morning, restaurant at night. So I'd do like, yeah, I was working. How old were you? Ridiculous. At that um, point? Two years ago. So I was 20. Wow. That's a like, lot of work for a 20-year-old. I've always worked so much. Holy like shit. the best benefits because I wasn't working. Like, I used to, like, we used to travel exactly. a bit. So I'd get... drive up after work at, like, fucking, I don't know, I'd be up there, take two, two and a bit hours. I'd get up there at about 7.30 and leave at 6 in the morning to go back to work. We'd have, like, like, wow. Crazy, yeah, crazy we'd, dedication we'd at the time. drive two hours but to spend, like, three hours together and sleep together. whipped. It was, yeah. And half the time, Stella was still working. So, like, I mean, I rocked up, 7.30. Should come bring me a drink, food. I just like make dinners. I just get, get free food, free juice. Oh my God! If you're my old boss listening to this, no, you're not. <laughs> um, but it was so good. It was just wow. great. It was a good little setup, and then good. yeah. But it, like at the time, do you know when you're in that in that little you're bubble? Just like, in, you just do yeah, anything. Just honeymoon to, phase. Yeah. And I think that's when you know we knew it was something that was a bit more than just a you know yeah, bit awesome. of a fling sort of thing. And um, yeah. hang on, go back. You, then you said, oh yeah, don't well, if we're gonna keep seeing each other. Do you want to come? And I was like... No, okay. I never you said You didn't that. say it like that. <laughs> At no. all. I said, I was basically like, um, like I started slipping in. I was like, oh, so you ever thought about traveling? Like where you're at? Like, would you ever come around Australia? And I like, was... Is that something you thought about? Like, you know what I mean? I just tried to plant those little seeds to lock it in then just kind of... I was in at a point where I was hating my jobs. Like, I just was mm. so unhappy. I hated where I lived. I was just like something needed to change and Zach was like well what do you want to do I was like honestly I just want to travel I want to go to Europe I want to like just grow and travel and he was like come yeah and I was like, like if you want to I was like I know it's a bit bit early and it's not something that I'd generally throw mm. upon someone this early but you know I'm going to be doing this regardless whether you're with me or not mm. so if you want to come I'd love for you to be there because we've got something good going but I'm not going to force you to put mm. in a position you don't want to be 
Well, but this is where we're at. And again, thought thinking that we were going to be leaving a month later. So I was like, <laughs> fuck, I got to make a decision like real quick. Can we actually dive into that decision process? How did you decide? Well, I've always been a very spontaneous, erratic, but like in a positive way. <laughs> um, like, yeah, so I make decisions very, um, I'm kind of like, like what's the worst that can happen? And I was mm. like, okay, worst case scenario, I hate it. We break up, I get on the next flight and I go back home or I come back and just start again or I go to uni. Like the worst case didn't scare me. So I was like, it's a really good opportunity. And Zach had put into the budget, like covering the cost of having someone else travel. Um, so when, like, cause I initially said like, I do not have the finances to be able to like yeah. compensate me not working for a year. Yeah. So um, I pretty much said, I'll fund your whole entire trip around dollars for next if year. In, but, in like, like, well. like in exchange for me helping out, obviously, a lot yeah, of like so I mean, filming like, and like... Camera. Yeah, was there a revenue model behind Tipo? Oh, to be honest, mate, and I, I'd love to say I was a bit smarter. And yes, there was. <laughs> I That money was not because I had, like, I'd, I'd, I sold one of my investments... Um, Early on. Yeah, to pretty much, I was like, look, you know, for me, life's all about having a crack. Um, you know, there's so many, with the way we live in, the, the world we live in at the moment, there are so many, so many options to, to make money, to live, to do whatever. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, and so for me, I, I'm having a job, doing whatever, it's no skin off my back at all, not, not having one. Like, it doesn't stress me out at all. So I was like, look, you know, life's all about having a crack. I want to make a difference to this world. I want to look back at my life in 60 years' time. And know that I've actually made a difference and had an impact on so many people's lives, mm. right? Mm. So I thought, how am I going to do this? Obviously came up with Tipo and thought, well, look, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to give it 110%, give it a red hot crack. So basically sold my um, one of my investments and basically that funded like the van, the Renault, um, and Nala then surgery. Nala surgery. Yeah, that surgery. looked pretty gnarly as but, well. Um, which is hectic, but then I thought what I'd... But I had quite a, and I mean, I don't, I guess necessarily want to talk about money too much on here, but basically I, um, you know, an opportunity came up for me to, to invest in another investment at the time. So I put a, quite a big chunk, um, of those, of, funds of those funds, that. which was like close to like 200k, like into, into wow. this. So then basically... This is a finance platform after all, dude. So well, yeah, okay, perfect. Good to talk about. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, so I can delve into money a bit. Okay, great. So no, basically, um, I, I think I made about 400 off the first investment. So I was like, well, look, I'll, I'll spend 200K on the Renault and the van. And, um, you know, there was 20K on like Tipo merch. There was like um, getting my website was about 10. Like it was just so many expense. And I've been about 250K to throw into Tipo. Yeah, wow. And so which left me you, with... You also did things... Like, I feel like you could have done it cheaper if you cheapskated it, but, but oh, you know, you're I very perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, you do have a Mercedes If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it yeah. 110%. I'm not going to sort of like, you know, skip out on things. And then had a um, off-the-plan development when I was working in real estate. Um, so so I that's was, what you were doing before. So this. I needed, needed funds to get mm. through, so I didn't hammer through the funds. So I got went back into real estate for a year. So the gist of it is like, it's okay to change. It's okay to change. It's okay. Don't, like, be, don't, don't be stressed out and don't be scared if you're in a position where like it's not working out, like just just take a deep breath and go, look, life's all about having a crack. If something doesn't work, so be it. Who cares? It's fun. Mm. That's supposed to not work. You're supposed to like fail at that Make and learn from that. And then you go to something else and you reminisce on that and go, remember how that didn't work? Cool. Like how many people have like, how many like 
you know, people in business who have at the top level, the top 0.01% who have made it, how many times have they failed before they got there? Mm. So many times. It's not Still like... Like make mistakes. Yeah, hundred like percent. That should be the goal. And, and then, I love yeah. it because then I'm like, shit. Yeah, that's another lesson in the bag. Yeah, great. Like new levels, new devils. Like yeah. you go to different things. Oh, I you, love that. That's yeah, sick. Mm, it's I cool. haven't heard that before. But oh, it's, um, it's new. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but I think yeah, it's just one of those things that you know, the way I live life is. I'm not sure if you've seen that movie, Jim Carrey called Yes Man. How he just says no, yes to I everything. No, but so I he, know what a yes man he gets, is. He basically sort of gets brainwashed to say yes to everything, and that's his way of life. Someone asks him to do this, say yes. <laughs> Someone wants you to do that, yes. You might someone might ask you to bloody do midnight ballroom dancing. I don't know if that's a thing, but you know something as random and as stupid as that, like that you, yeah, and go do it. Like why not? Like that might not be your end goal. That might have absolutely nothing to do with your, with your purpose and what you want to do. However. That might let you meet someone else who introduces you to someone else who says, mm. go do this. And then eventually it'll tie back into where you want to be. Mm. But you need to take these little risks. You need to take these little, make these decisions. Like there's no such thing as a bad decision. They're just decisions. Just make it. Mm. You know I what like I mean? That. I don't want to be sort of firm on that, but like, fuck, like the sun's still going to rise tomorrow. The birds are still going to chirp and the grass is still going to be green. Yeah. No matter what you do. You and so, I have a very similar mindset and I love that yeah. this is on microphones because everyone <laughs> listening gets to hear it because it's yeah. something that I preach as well. It's yeah. like yeah. if something is in front of you that seems like in the wild in your wildest dreams, yeah. like there could be some benefit from it, do yeah. it. Do it, do it and see what happens. Yeah. Do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's any harm to come from it, especially when you're young, which everyone listening yeah. to this mm-hmm. is. Even, yeah. even if you are in your 40s or 50s, like yeah. you still got another 40, 50 years left. Yeah. yeah. Like try I mean, like, something. Yeah. yeah, like even you, I mean, not that you're old, but like, you left everything and you're still like, yeah, let's do it. Like, yeah. let's go to Europe. Okay, let's do it next month. Like, you're still yeah, making... Yeah, why not? Like, and yeah, going back to... I'll let, I'll let Stella's chat about, I guess, her answer on that question. But um, we'll del- delve into it after that. But obviously, um, continuing on from everything that we've done, like now now TPO is taking a taking a side step. Um, actually, I'll let Stella's answer that first, then we'll delve into that a bit. Yeah, after. sounds good. Wait, I forget what the <laughs> question is. Well, okay, this is yeah, this is interesting. As a twenty-two-year-old, let's because you just said then like you haven't, you don't know one hundred percent what your mm. purpose is. Yeah. Let's say tomorrow you see something you're like, that's what I want to do. What does it take for you to make that decision and go after it? Um, well, I feel like if it wasn't for Zach, it wouldn't take much. I feel like you kind of bring the logistics into mm. it, and I think a bit more. Okay, what does this involve? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's, I have a different answer. It depends whether you're in a relationship or not, because if you're obviously in a relationship, you make those decisions together and you compromise and you are trying to work together. Whereas if you're on, like not in a relationship, take as many opportunities as you can and just like keep trying until... Well, just never stop trying. Like, it doesn't matter mm. if you do make mistakes. That's how you obviously grow, what mm. Zach just said. Um, and I th- uh, not, not to interrupt your um, answer at all, but going back, you mentioned obviously when you're in a relationship, it's slightly different because you've got to take the other person's, you know, view into account. Mm. I think it's also important to say on that that you should still lead your own lives mm. and you should be there supporting, supporting each, other, each other, but yeah. you shouldn't dwindle in your efforts to succeed and, and, and reach what you're version of success is mm. because of another person trying to not necessarily bring you down but another person's path not intertwining like if it doesn't work be okay with that mm. and accept that and go hey look we're not we, we we're great friends we like we whatever but we're just not meant to be together like yeah. that's that's fine mm. but um you know but if the other person relationship should be there 
you know, supporting you, backing you up in your endeavours. Like you might be mm-hmm. the most rabid stamp collector in the world and that not, might not be the other person's fancy at all. They might go, oh, that's just the most boring thing ever. Mm. But they should be there supporting you and backing you up going, dude, this is what you want to go for. Go for it. Like, mm. I've got you. So... I think there's something to be said in like not settling for less than that as well. Mm. Like hundred percent. I've had that in previous relationships. I had a three year relationship and like best person I've ever met to this day, like hands down. But there were times where I wanted to do something and it felt like there wasn't support there to do that. Mm. And I'm like, shit, like this is like, I want to do it. And Mm. if you're almost telling me I'm wrong Mm. in wanting to do that, then is there something wrong with me or like Mm. what's going on here? So I think it's really important to like, you will find someone out there who supports everything you do because yeah. you as a person are doing it right. And unless you think it's going to critically, and you've got to be honest with yourself here, unless you think it's going to critically damage your way of life or your relationship or the way you're thinking, even if you don't agree with necessarily, if you think that thing's going to work, that that person's trying to do, let them do it. Mm. Let them make mistakes. Let them have a crack just so they know and they have the comfort of, hey, I tried it. And then mm. you can be there to support and console them when it doesn't. Uh, but then if it does work out, fucking you'll prove wrong. Great. Happy days. I've just killed it. Mm. Yeah. just proved you wrong. Yeah. Own it's that. like your parents. Own if that. you were the, like, the 17-year-old who wasn't allowed to go out and party on a yeah. weekend or you weren't allowed to drink or you yeah. weren't allowed to see friends, like every single fiber in your body just wanted to defy your yeah. parents and go and do that to yeah. be like, hey, look, I'm all right and I can yeah. do it. It's, mm. I think yeah. it's the same in a relationship. Like if you try and constrain that or control literally, like, I yeah, control them, like it's never going to work. Yeah. Like the second they would say, no, you can't do that. I'd be like, watch me. Like I will, (laughs) which is toxic, but. um, But it's not. I think. Because you don't have the desire to do that because he doesn't try and do that to you now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think it's toxic. It's toxic on his behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think that's like. So you two are engaged now, right? Yeah. Wow. That video like brought a t- I was going through a breakup at the same time, so it was not the best time to watch that video. I'm sorry to throw that out. It's okay. But that was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Was that in Bali? It was. Oh, how did this come about? Did you plan did you know anything about it? Um, look, I eventually definitely got Zach's phone and said, engagement ring, engagement ring, engagement <laughs> ring. And I was in his ear saying, when are you going to propose? I like this ring. Are you going to do it like this? And like would watch engagement videos all wow. day. Like I very much planted the seed in mm. your brain. Did you know young Stells that you wanted to get married early? If you found yeah. the right person? I've always, okay. like since I was little, I was always like, I'm going to get married at 18 and have kids at 21. Like I was... Always wanted to be young mum, MILF, <laughs> my goal. Um, but I kind of, as I got older, was like, okay, maybe that's a bit unrealistic. And then Mr. Yeah. Perfect and then came this guy on. comes walking <laughs> yeah. in. Hey, you like, want to come inside? You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, in regards to the actual proposal, I found out, uh, unfortunately, before, yeah. yeah, one of my best friend was had an accident and she was in a coma for two weeks. So that was like two weeks or three weeks before the proposal. And so I flew straight up to Queensland to be with her family, my family. And I was like, I don't want to go to Bali anymore. Like, I just want to be here and focus on this. And everyone around me was like, new yeah. and we're like so no you go to bali like right. and i was like why is everyone trying to force me to go like i don't want to go i just want to be here and focus on my like what's in front of me i think this is more important and then i kind of caught on and i was like he's proposing isn't he mm, and yeah. then so i think that was important like 
as much. And like, I didn't know when he was going to do it or how, like, I honestly just imagined he was going to do it on the beach and it was going to be very like chill. It was not that. I was so wrong. (laughs) Um, But I think it was actually a blessing in disguise that I found out because it kind of prompted some important conversations Mm. that we had to have between Mm. us. I think we were still like, I don't know, there was a couple of things that I hadn't realized were really important to me that we worked on in our relationship and same Mm. for Zach, like, and finding that out in that situation prompted those conversations that maybe would we wouldn't have necessarily yeah. had before. And and for um, all the young young people out there listening to this, it's one of those things that, you know, um, like looking at our relationship, if I looked at it on, you know, socials and involved, and it is, it is fucking amazing. Like it's incredible relationship. I, I mm. unbelievable. But there is still as much as even I, I thought it was perfect, there is still so much to work on and mm. like Stella said evidently like those things arose probably at the right time for mm. us to do that because you know I think the world works in that sort of way where in the you moment get, it you felt get, like you get given challenges when apart, when you need those challenges yeah. to grow and you know here's me thinking everything's all smooth sailing and we get addressed with this but we work through them mm. and, and like get, makes us stronger yeah. at the end of the day but like, like <laughs> you yeah. no relationship is perfect no, everyone goes through the their shit you go through amazing patches you go through really rocky and challenging moments mm, where you're like you just really have to work together to make it and work get, and i think the biggest thing is people's perception of what makes a good or bad relationship now i've always had this thought that when you look at relationships you can look at it two ways like what a person that's going through a lot of challenges or problems or issues whatever you want to call it they could look at that and go this is bad because we're going through this. Mm. But the way I look at challenges is, I fucking get excited, man. I'm mm. like, this is sick. I'll we were, remind we were you a, that next time. We were at a level, Are you excited? <laughs> we, we were at a level where it's like, okay, you know, we feel so confident within ourselves. Not, not, I wouldn't say complacency, but we were just at a point where it was just like, you know, this is where kicking goals. Mm. And, you know, when we've got challenges, it's like, fuck yeah, this is great. We have something now we can go through to improve. Like, this is an opportunity mm. to go to that next level. Yeah. Like, mm. this is bloody awesome. Like, you should and be like, stoked and and happy that you've been given a challenge that you have to go through. Like, look at it. Get excited about it. Yeah. Don't look at it like a, our relationship's bad and it's negative because we've got so many problems. Look at it like a positive. Like, yes, we've got so many areas that we know about mm. that we can improve on. To well, like you said before, mm. another level, yeah. another devil. New, new levels, mm. new devils, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's sick. And I'm glad that you guys said that as well because when I first saw that video mm. and then obviously had the stalk because I was like, holy yeah. shit, that looks yeah. incredible, like perfect. Yeah. That looks perfect, yeah. 10 out of 10. Mm. And I'm looking through your Instagrams and I'm like, yeah, it does look perfect. Mm. Here yeah. I am going oh, through well, a breakup like this Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah if, if it makes you feel any better, I, do I even say this? <laughs> Where did saying? we come from that morning? Oh, Look, you yeah. think it was perfect. Well, now i got to hear so it. That morning, <laughs> I shut the bed. Literally shut the bed. So, like, so I want to hear about this. Like, you can go from rock bottom to, like, an engaged okay. princess. So, literally, right, night before. Let me talk you through it. So, Stella went out for... So, I, I knew that I was proposed the next day. She didn't. We had a night we were going out with everyone. I was like, I'll take it a little bit easy because I got tomorrow to, to do. Oh, egg, but what did you do the night uh, before my birthday? Stella, we're not talking about that day, though. <laughs> That's another story um, for another day. Well, but no, it was literally the night before and I was like, okay, cool. And then Stella has about 
she she maybe oh, might smell a cocktail right. and feel pissed. Yeah, so right. she That's had like, maybe like <laughs> two or three drinks. It's cheap. Neck low, neck neck minute. It's about eight p.m. Everyone's just arrived at this thing. Stella is just absolutely <laughs> falling over. Ends up falling over like pa- pretty much mid passing out into a pot plant on the ground. I've had to pick her up, hoist her on my shoulders, walk through this club with everybody like pool party bikes. Everyone's everybody like, are you like and abducting like, her? Yeah, like, <laughs> I almost got scared that I was taking this chick. They're like, Jesus. They're like, seriously, how can someone as beautiful as you, Zach, like, you know, take this <laughs> no, no, but like, it was pretty much like, I had, her on, me, had her on my shoulder and I took her out the front, put her on the ground. She couldn't even stand. Everyone's coming up going, we need to get to the hospital. I'm like, no, we don't. She's she just does fucking this passed every time. Okay. I've done this now. <laughs> it's like dead set. <laughs> anyway, and so put her in the back of a taxi, got home. And then she starts like going off at me, going, I, I want to be home, I hate you. This is, I want to be back home. I don't want to be here. I miss my oh this, I miss my that. This guy's here, like, I'm flying home in the morning. Fuck this. Like, dead set. Like, I'm just not ready to deal with this shit. I want to get some good sleep tomorrow. Like, I'm fucking And she, <laughs> she's like, I want to speak okay. to my mum. Like, crying on the bathroom floor, passes out, wakes back up again, re cries, passes out again. Oh this vicious song. I'm the biggest liability. Right. And like, dead set. I got a mum on the phone. I got a mum on the phone who she wanted to talk to and then her mum couldn't even go pretty much like good luck and <laughs> anyway so then I had to deal with this I finally got her to sleep and then the next day I wake up and she wakes up going oh like nothing's wrong and then literally goes oh oh I think I shot myself and I went what and then she goes no nah, I literally think I shot myself and she goes one finger down the pants and goes oh <laughs> Oh, and then looks at me and I'm like, I'm I so thought, embarrassed. I, <laughs> I cannot go on social media. Dad said, when I thought I got through that, this comes out. Anyway, oh she sits up God. and there's like, you know, when like fucking seagull shit, and there's that like wet <laughs> shit in there. It was like that on the bed. It was so fucking rank. So I'm sitting here going, I'm about to get a ring out of that bag and marry this girl today. <laughs> Like, I don't know what you've today. done to this guy, but holy um, shit. He's wrapped around my <laughs> Dead set. Anyway, and I'm just going, um, she's hungover. <laughs> she's just shat the bed. She abused the fuck out of me last night. No, like verbally, not. Verbally, not. Yeah. But I'm glad we made. Like, yeah. Okay, but, anyway. Yeah. And yeah, then obviously, and, and keep in mind, I'd done six months of planning for this. Like it wasn't like a thing. It was like, I went to, you know, five or six jewels. I'd interviews with everyone. I'd show what they had an offer. I finally picked one. I got, you know, custom made like ring, got the diamond like car. I was looking at the diamonds for ages and then, you know, full design this ring, had it all sorted. Then I was like, okay, cool. I want to do, you know, I want to do something special. And I had these few things in Pinterest where it was like this giant tree with fairy lights coming down and like this little like mat in the middle. So I was like, cool, I want to get a tree. I want the fairy lights to come down and create this little magical moment. And I was like, look, I also want, you know, roses involved. I want to make it this big sort of huge like. How many roses were there? So it was about 19,000 roses. And the crazy thing was. What? No, Here I am watching Buddy Courtney's proposal with Travis. And I'm like, oh my God, look how many roses there are. Zach, imagine that. There was like four or six. 6,000 at hers. This and guy. Then here I am. I look around. I'm like, He's like, yeah, bet, let's go. <laughs> but, um, but basically, like, I, yeah, I planned this thing and I was like, I was chatting to a proposal organiser. I, I made a go search for this tree. We're out in FaceTime watching looking for these trees. And I'm like, anyway, finally found this one place. It was a friend's estate. And it was a really cool setup. And basically, I was like, I want all the lights shut off all around in all the 
Um, all the buildings, all the buildings around, around had to have their lights. That's got to be wow. off. I was like, I need this tree. Don't get shit I need, done. I need fairy yeah. lights. I had to get scaffolding up to put all these fairy lights. It was like this <laughs> giant tree. Anyway, and then I was like, and I need. What about the bidding wall you had? Oh yeah, but I was like, with I need pretty much like 19, 19 by twelve meters of roses around this border with like a like an alleyway going through a rose with a heart shaped rose that we walked in between up to under this tree with all the fairy lights. Anyway, go onto my Insta if you want to watch. But basically, it's an awesome video. But basically there was, um, so the government had their G2 convention, G2 oh, summit, yeah, yeah. where all the you know guys come over in their big yeah, meeting yeah. and they needed X amount of roses. So my florist had to go in a bidding war with the government to try and get these <laughs> things. And she and had they, to pay an extra like two grand on top of... No, it was more than that. I think. No, I know. She had to pay an extra two grand oh. on top of what I paid to get the... Rose sort of but we, but you want to she get outbidded the government. It was like yeah. the record for barley, like the most amount of roses ever. It was crazy. But anyway, my Stells is in the shower. So up. yeah, anyway, so I've, I've done all this shit. I had like a you know oh you obviously soon. I had like a string quartet. I gave them like our top twenty songs that we loved and made them learn fifteen of them because I only wow. knew five. So then I had to pull a set order, I had a five-course menu, and I got like, you know, I had to get all the gluten-free stuff sorted, get the fig chance, Sounds all silly, our yeah. friends. I designed, you've been preparing for this moment bro, your entire dude, life. I, 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 no, I have menu. I was even to the point where I was like, I don't like, I, ha- I had to go through 12 different types of flower arrangements to get the one I wanted. With and your napkin colours. He's like even going nuts, go like, buy new ones. Name things like, with the menu printed off for everyone. Like it was like full proper. And I'd done this for like fucking six months planning, and then she shits the bed. And fucking yells at me, not Look, before, never like, trust oh. a fart in Bali. Get set, bro. Like, come on. Especially uh, when you're drunk, I guess, slash hungover, slash. Well, and then we out. got Bali belly, so oh, that was oh my on God. our way. But at least, at least, I guess I knew. This is I was the worst. At that point. In time. Yeah, yeah. Like, if this yeah, is the sure. worst that could happen, yeah. and I'm still feeling this way, then exactly, this man, is exactly. The one. So. Wow. So it's almost like a. Good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Not yes, a good thing, but a good sense, thing. Um, oh, look, he got me back after when we were both bloody... I did shit myself. You did Truly. on the floor. <laughs> oh. At least mine was in the bed. Dude, I had the worst part of it. Like, I'm pretty sure I bathed in the spiked us. It was like... Wow. It was so anyway. bad. But, like, it was like COVID... On steroids. But, like, like everybody geez. was... Actually, I, f- I think I remember Gabby posting something about everyone yeah. getting Bali Belly. Dude, yeah, people right. pissing blood. There was, like, but fucking... Yeah. Well, was on the drip and shit. Like, it was, like, it wasn't it was just... So you stand standard, I feel sick, mm. maybe diarrhea a few but times. It was, like, proper fuck. Like, constant... Wow. Apparently, one of the girls tested for COVID during that week because we were in a villa with, like, mm. 20 people. So, so, apparently, one of the girls tested positive. We didn't find this out until after. And then we all had Bali, Bali Belly... Pretty sure we all had COVID, COVID. and oh, barley belly. Yeah. So we were like, yeah. we had to travel from um, Uluwatu to Nusa Penida on this day that we get it. I'm fainting, like, on the way to the driver, get in the car, and Zach's like, we're pulling over every 10 minutes so that Zach can projectile vomit everywhere. Oh my it was the God, worst man. experience of my life. Like, like it was I so scary. I so much like a long while, hey. Like so wow. And our driver, I'm but fucking blessed, honestly. Daywa, like. Daywa, shout out. If you oh, need a driver in Bali, inbox us. Yeah. <laughs> he was going and buying stuff Medicine, from chemistry, stuff like, like tissues, everything. He was like, that's what we're taking. He literally saved our lives. Like, he was. Legit. Oh, he was, was incredible. And then I had no cash to pay to, like, go into the toilet because I needed to vomit. And he, like, the driver went in and paid for me but, to be able yeah, to use the bathroom. Just, and I was oh just like, my God. it was so scary. Right. So but after all this, you guys still, still want to travel again and you're still oh, getting married. Mate, it's a part of it. It's wow. all part of it. I love I think, it. I think that's the biggest thing. you got to, when you go into anything in life, 
you got to expect that it's not all going to be sunshines and rainbows. There's going to be a lot of things. But if you go in expecting that going, we're going to face this at some point in time, then it's fine. You know, you know what you're going to come up against. Fair enough. Um, okay, we're back from the toilet break. Yeah, we're back. Let's get back into it. So uh, I guess the next natural step is what's coming up for the Project of Happiness for you guys as a couple, yep. as individuals. What is next? So we've yeah. definitely faced a few... <laughs> What, what uh, do you, I guess an unexpected rejection is redirection. That's it. Ooh. That's great. I like that. Um, I think yeah, un- unexpected hurdles, unforeseen um, things arose in front of us, which obviously that's what happens in life. Um, but just to just to frame it, obviously had um, one of my pups operations, which is like ten grand. I had like a referral not paid from work, which was old work, which is about eight grand. Had you know a lot of unforeseen things it ended up amounting to you know obviously interest rates rising and whatnot. So. Um, we're very behind financially where we thought we're going to be. So we sort of sat down and went, okay, we're not going to be able to, you know, travel around Australia like we'd anticipated. Unless someone wants to like chuck us a grand a week to help pay for us being on the road and continuing It's going to be, yeah. So, you know, I've I've tried obviously hard to go to a lot of other avenues, like obviously selling merch, doing, you know, picking up odd jobs here and there, but it's not going to actually benefit us in the long run. You know, it's very doing it's stressful, like, or, and yeah. it's we're not able to do it to the best of our like the way that Zach envisioned mm. us being on the road, and would rather be able to give it hundred and fifty percent and do it exactly how we wanted to do it when we're doing yeah. like Australia with the f- funds and not having to stress about that because obviously Cause you're not your best self when, when you're stressed as well. Mm. Like Zach was not sleeping, like spending nights, just like how are we gonna. Like, how do we get through this? Yeah, like, and that's what I was going to say again. Looks all fine and dandy on camera, but I was sitting there, like, fucking stressing out to the shit going, I mean, fuck, like, you know, I've like, spent the like... last two years working on this, and now I'm at yeah. these, these crossroads. And I think you've got to feel those emotions to really, um, you know, dig deep into yourself and go, we've got to fucking, you know, push through this, and we've got to, we've got to do this. And so, I guess it's, like, motivation in Yeah, a way. exactly. That's what I was saying. So it's, it's definitely sh- going to dig deep. Maybe we can get motivation another way. <laughs> but, uh, were you excited about this challenge? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So basically we're <laughs> yeah. like, where, where are we at in our life? What, what is the most important things in our life at the moment? And like I was saying, like, I'm, I'm nearly 30, Stells is 22. So and someone asked me one day, they're like, what's, what's the biggest, like, do you have any fears around the age gap? And I was like, absolutely not. No, no fears in that sort of sense. The only thing that is a major or not a major concern, but has definitely dwelled on my mind, was the fact that when I was Stella's age, all I wanted to do was travel. You know, I did Europe for seven months. I you know, went to Thailand three months. Like I was, spent a good couple of years yeah. like really focusing on travelling, and that's what I really wanted to do. And I did not want to take that away from Stella's. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want was to be two years into this relationship, and Stella goes, hey, I love you. You're incredible. But that makes me so- I want to go travelling, and I need to do this for me. And I don't believe in breaks. So, I mean, if she was like, hey, let's have a break for six months while I go do this, I would not go back with her. I just don't believe in it. <laughs> All right. It's, it's you heard it here that, first. No, I, 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 He's I, very... No, but I don't have time. I, I want to, you know, so progress with my life. And if it's something that, you know, I think we also... can't work through as a couple and, and, yeah, and yeah. do together, then it's not, obviously not as strong as we Yeah, thought. if the bond and... can't last a six-month break, mm. then what is well, it? Well, yeah, well, it's just one of those things that, you know, if you, if we can't sort of work out how to... You know, do these things will, you know, um, that's just where I was at. So basically I thought I want to make sure that this relationship lasts. And this is right at the start of the relationship as well. I was thinking well ahead going, I want to need to make this a priority. So going back to what I was saying before, travel was definitely one of the main priorities. I want to make sure Stills, you know, gets the next three years of solid travel, mm-hmm. which is why I obviously bought that investment because 
And obviously sell that it's gonna get yourself a man that's gonna be yeah. like your child oh, shit. so like, that you can get yourself a thirty year old. Because I was like, <laughs> and, and, and obviously then you got to look for the future in that, which is obviously you need to you know extend from that and buy another investment in order to, to for our kids and everything. So I was like, look, like you sh- should make apparently probably about Damn. close to about six from this one. So I was like, that'll obviously pay off a bit of a current loan. It'll fund Europe and everything else, and it'll also allow us to buy something else for Airbnb or whatever. Mm. Maybe. So I was like, those things are, there's like a sort in that sense. But so I was like, obviously, yeah, travel, main thing for us at the moment for the next three years. Also, I want to keep doing TPO. And both, uh, buy, need, like we've both got businesses. It's not something that, yeah. That we want to, like we've both got, I've got a hiring. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk hiring. about a little more style yeah. as well. Yeah, so, I've, yeah. so I've got that and Zach's got TPO. So we've gotten to a point where we can run them both like we've got Zach's little brother, we've kind of trained him up to do the handling of the just, just pieces, pieces and everything, and, yeah. and we can do everything remotely so, on the back end. So yeah. we're kind of obviously already prepared to do that on the road. So yeah. we had that. Um, so it was that, and then obviously we wanted to, um, you know, as I said, yeah, still travel, do our businesses, and also just make sure that we've got some money coming in because obviously we can't do that without that. So like what encompasses all of this? And one thing that, you know, I'll let you speak about this, but one thing Stella's really wanted to do. Yeah, I really wanted to, and I mentioned this one when Zach and I first met, I really wanted to go and work on the super yachts because obviously really good pay, really good experience. I think, again, as we were talking about stepping outside your comfort zone, you're obviously dealing with a whole different Mm. world of like very wealthy, successful, mm. high-profile people. I think it would be a really cool experience to yeah. travel the world, work in, like, intense circumstances. I've always loved, like, yeah. always been a big work hustler. Um, but like, and like you said, like, it's, it's definitely a, a chance for us to better ourselves or, like, I, I know for, for me in particular, obviously, dealing with clientele that are, you know, millionaire, billionaires who I just want things done yesterday, like that, it's mm. just going to add a whole different like element to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but also, like, I mean, you asked me a hammer and I'll give you a spanner sort mm. of thing. So, I mean, going to be a deckhand and being able to have to, yeah, like, it's going to be so entertaining. Like, <laughs> bro. And going back to, to yeah. obviously what this podcast is all about as kids, like, fuck, don't be scared of these things. These is, This is how you better yourself. This is how you build up your lifelong resume, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, going and doing stuff that's well out of your comfort zone, like, you know, it's, it goes back to that old thing. It's like, you know, when you want to jump into the ocean when it's cold, like when you don't want to jump in, go jump in. Yeah. It's that whole, that whole thing. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, I was like, fuck, this is going to be, I don't know nothing about boats. Zach gets sick. I've been like, lines. can we go sailing? Like, like oh, I love like, Big boats. ones are fine, but the little ones on like the little rocky tinnies, fuck that. Yeah, fuck. Um, anyway, so we're like, so thought it'd be really cool. Yeah, Zach's like, we need to make, like, we either need to go back to our nine to fives and just put TPO on hold or like we need to come up with something else. And he was like, why yeah. don't we go work on the yachts? It's and I was like, Such done. a sidestep doing, going back to the nine to five. It's like you're literally it's making money just to get through the day. It's not even side, it's, I, it's backwards. I yeah. hate the expression. I we can delve into it after. I don't want to get into it mm. now, but I hate the expression getting through the day or getting through the week. You shouldn't yeah. have to get through anything. Mm. Um, you should be, you know, absolutely loving and enjoying it. If you're not, quit. Yeah. Who cares? There's so many opportunities short. in this world. It to make money and if you don't know like i guess how to make money in a certain area learn mm. like you know what i mean like don't don't think you're going to go from a to z straight away like there's mm. you know bcd and everything else in between yeah. to be able to get there you know what mm. i mean so i think that don't be scared to just like leaving where you are just 
because you feel like you have to be just to get through the day or get through the week or survive or, mm. you know, and then you live for the weekend and you just have beers with the boys and that's it. Like, fuck, what kind of life is that? Yeah, mm. without risk. Unless that's what you want. Unless, that, unless, that, unless that's what you yeah, want. Yeah, some people are content with well, that. Some people are content with that. For me, it's not. But I mean, like, I don't know. Fuck, I'm pretty firm. Like, look back at your life. Like, what do you want to be when you're 80 years old? Do you want to look back and go, okay, I was that guy who, you know, did that nine till five and smacked beers on the weekend and, mm. and you know, that's it. Mm. Like, fuck. Come on. I guess everyone just has their own like, priorities. But like, do, I'm, I'm like 100%. you, I think I, like you get one life. Like, why, yeah, yeah. why would you settle for any less than incredible? Like, I didn't mean that for that to come off a bit rude. That no, sounded, but it, it did I'm yeah. not saying there's anything wrong with living. If you, if you deem that as success and you are happy doing that in life, go for gold. I'm not, I'm not one to say that that's not the right way to live. Just, I think I just like to see people live life to their full potential. Mm. And, you know, you put on this earth, you've got an amazing set of skills. Everyone's so unique in their own way. And I like to see people live that life to that fullest potential get the most out of it. Every, I can tell you right That's now, all. every single person listening to this wants that. Okay. Like there is yeah. no doubt about that because you're not going to try and listen to this stuff to better yourselves yeah. unless you want to better yourselves. Yeah. yeah. So 100% yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So when are you going over? So, so will we first... Well, like, how are you going over? Yeah, firstly, we were kind of like, okay, how is this going to work? So I was like, okay, I'm going to do a budget and figure out how much money we need to get over there. And um, look, it's expensive. Like our certificates in itself are going to be five grand minimum each. each. So, and then obviously flights. flights. And then I want to have a three month buffer because a lot of people will get into the industry by it's kind of like door knocking in real estate, but it's called dock walking. So you go and knock on all the doors of all the yachts in the harbour mm. and you hand in your CV and you get try and get build up some day work mm. to be able to work, like have some experience to actually be able to go and get a position on a boat. So, um, so yeah, we wanted to have enough funds to have, well, a fund sitting there that would cover three months accommodation, three months food, so that, like worst case scenario it comes to that three months and we haven't gotten a full-time position at least we've got that to fall back on so we did up that budget and it's what was it sitting at like 27 grand um which obviously sounds like a lot but working on the yachts you kind of on a minimum 1k a week yeah and then you've got potential of up to 15k a month tips on top of that (sighs) So if you did that between well, the two of us, there's potential to do what for a thirty-eight k between the both of us a month, and that's all tax free. I don't know if I should say that out loud, but yeah, um, it's fine. It's international. So yeah, that's, that's okay. if that's like you take that, that into stuff. accountability, we could make that back in a month. Yeah. But obviously, we're not making that back right and now. And that's in a dream, a, dream life scenario as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah obviously, kind of, like best case scenario. So we're sort of planning for a month and a half of not getting work or a few day work yeah. here and there or whatever. Yeah, right. and, to talk about, I guess, like I said, staying true to my word about, you know, if you're not happy where you're at, move, like life's about having a crack, everything I mentioned before, being completely vulnerable and up front here, I have literally probably about five grand, maybe five and a half, six in my account. I've got 3,500 coming out of my account each month. Wow. So I've probably, and I've got only, got, only got 1,800 going in because my repayments went from 22 to 35 yep. in the space of six months, which again, unforeseen. And, um, so we're probably only realistically got about two months of time in order to get our course, get it done, fly over there, yeah. get a job in order to. So we're like, okay, that. how can we so, make money <laughs> real fucking quick so that we can get over there? And 
it's something we were kind of talking about for like what a year, two years. No, I won't talk about that one. Oh, we were joking around about it at the start, but starting OnlyFans, and because we were like, how are we going to make it? Like, what are we going to fall back on when we're on the road? And we were kind of not really worried about money, so we didn't start it. And then obviously all these unforeseen. Expenses came up and we were like, okay, maybe we should actually really take this seriously and mm. look at starting OnlyFans. We were worried about the stigma, obviously, that comes with it and how that would reflect on Tipo because we didn't want to, like, damage Tipo's reputation mm. as well. Um, but I think but it, uh, if you look at the flip side of things, it also goes to show how much we actually truly care about this. We're trying mm. to do something else in order to make it work and whether that's, you know, it could be selling merch, it could be doing OnlyFans. It doesn't matter mm. where we're basically you know, trying to work our asses off in order to pursue our passions and pursue <laughs> Make our other people's days. No, yeah, to make Literally other people's days. Literally working your asses by, off. By, there's a few ways you can do that, obviously. Yeah. Subscribe or have a chat with me. But the, I feel like the other side of the coin as well is like the project of happiness doesn't have to be a, be a PG thing. Mm. Yeah. Like it, yeah, I was going to say, we're making people happy. Yeah, yeah it's not, yeah, but yeah. yeah, exactly right. Like it's not, it's real. Like this is real. You guys yeah. are real and happiness is it's not all rainbows every single day. Mm. Like I yeah. think it would be unrealistic for you guys to be like, look how incredible life is every day. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, we don't yeah. even swear. Like there's nothing wrong with mm. anything yeah. and yeah. I'm happy. And it's yeah. like, you like, this is great because people are like, these two are real people spreading mm. happiness in yeah. real ways. And yeah. we're working our asses off to go. <laughs> Seriously. It's just like, when, you know, that old, old saying, and like showing our asses off. It's tough, tough, going. It's one of those yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> But um, okay. so yeah. <laughs> I just got that. Bit. <laughs> yeah. Bit delayed. I was Bit just delayed. gonna. Um, yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So I, I guess, I think for a lot of people, the first thing they think of when they hear OnlyFans is porn, nudity, and a very R-rated mm. industry like picture. Which don't get me wrong, there is a lot of that on OnlyFans, and I've definitely seen a lot of that in doing my research with it. But I, I guess my passion is content creation and creativity and so I wanted to come from an angle of that rather than just creating porn it's almost an art form like yeah. I've got a few friends that do it as well and they they you know hire proper camera crews like do yeah. everything yeah. seriously and it's a, it's a real big art form it's like expressing yourself mm. it's like modeling. You are. and it's, it's like, like any other yeah. any other thing and I think you know there's a big big difference with a lot of creators in the sense that there's, you know, some people out there just, you know, going to fashion themselves and doing whatever just to, to get a bit of money and just know. Mm. I mean, they, I say... I'm sure they're obviously enjoy That's what they like. Some mm. girls, honestly, and boys love like sex and expressing themselves in that way. And that's like awesome. And like, if that's what they want to do, great. But that was not what I felt comfortable with doing. So I wanted to come from a more, that more creative mm. direction and have I a think bit you more... wanted to sort of have that bit of class and sophistication yeah, and, and like something a... around yourself as well. Because I know, obviously, you know, now being engaged to Stells and knowing her for many years now, it's one of those things that I know Stells has a lot of self-worth. Mm. And I know she, you know, whole like has a lot of pride within herself and mm. it's not something you should let that go easily just for a bit of, bit of money. money. It's yeah. definitely not that. It's, you know, also about, you know, like you still used to do lingerie. Yeah, I was like, about that. to go into that. Yeah, like, you can talk about it. I knew, so I, when I graduated school, I went into lingerie waitressing because it was quick, easy money. And I, when I walked into that job, I had 
so little confidence. I was going through therapy from struggling with an eating disorder for like six years. So I was like bare minimum of confidence and like Mm. so nervous going into that job. But I had moved to a different state, did not have any family, friends, nothing. And I was like, I need to pay rent and this is going to potentially do it. And I got asked to do a like a rock star shift. And so I went in and I did it and it was the scariest fucking thing I ever did. But my confidence went from like here to here in 10 months of working there. Like I became so much more resilient, confident, was able to stand up for myself and say like, do not touch me or like just, it was a very liberating experience. So I knew based off that, that I felt like I had the stamina, like um, was Mm. able to like cop it and be in that industry and feel like I could deal with it and Mm. have confidence and obviously with the support of Zach, like knowing from a male's perspective how to kind of talk to guys and stuff like that, I yeah. was like, do you know what? This could be actually be fun if we go from it, like do it from a creative direction. I think, yeah. I think, how did you feel about this? Oh, look, I, I'd like, once again, I have full faith and confidence in not only myself, but Stella and our relationship that mm-hmm. we're, we're, you know, built. That's like the first question we've gotten so, is like, how does Zach feel honestly, about it? Honestly, it hasn't even like phased me too much. Maybe if, let's say, Stella started it on her own or said, hey, I'm doing this and never put me into the equation or never let me see anything that she wrote or anything like that, mm. that would be potentially a different conversation that we'd have to have. But the fact that we're like, let's do this together like, it's like yeah, to, a, to, to a certain like, degree it's like there's a lot of trust in that if at mm. any point Zach wanted me to hand over my phone and be like can I see I like all cards on the table I mm. there's no like yeah. a lot of trust between yeah. us and like a hundred percent and like you know like uh, there's some strength that I may have that I may be able to guide Stella in certain ways that you know um I guess being a guy, I, I know what guys want. Um, so How I to guess, get the job done. So I, I'm, you know, very, very clue in certain areas and, um, you know, know how to make this a very lucrative, mm. um, I guess, pathway for Sounds like the perfect team. And mm. also, yeah. It's and been also, really fun. It's actually been so much fun. It's like... And it, like, is a whole... It kind of is, like, spice things up for us because we're obviously, like, shooting... Like content, but like shooting all like content in like yeah. lingerie, bikinis, yeah. like activewear, and it's like it's so hard. You're in this like silly in, like mid photo shoot. Hey, like I'm sitting there with a the fucking rock hard boner coming in here, and, like <laughs> fucking fucking getting these shots, and I'm like, you know, like as a guy, I'm like, and someone who I'm so in love with, I just want to like, you know, yeah, let's make this moment ours. But it's just kind of the same sense. I got to go. No work, work, fucking mode. But that's the other go, thing. Like you'd be um, thinking about potential shots as well. All yeah, hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Like now yeah. we're like, I'll be so, eating a banana. It's like right content. <laughs> nah, let's go. But I'm like, I'm like, no. Like for example, I'm like Stella had this like, um, like I was like, I got a great shot. We need to do that pizza shot. We're in lingerie eating pizza because it's something so gorgeous and. You know, confident within herself. No, <laughs> not the pizza, Stella. Like something like so absolutely incredible. And I think for guys, it's it's seeing that someone who's just so in shape and everything doing something that's so I guess juxtaposed, like juxtaposed to that. Healthy. Yeah, and it's just kind of like it's just kind of something hot about it. So I was like, look, get this pizza, and Stella's like eating the pizza like this. I'm like, no, don't just <laughs> got to make it look don't sexy. Don't fucking eat the pizza. <laughs> stuff. Don't like, tell you boys, that's looking it. sexy like, while eating pizza is not so easy. funny. <laughs> and it, you should have said, this, this is one shot we did where Stella's like, and, and keep in mind, mo- like majority of stuff we do, 
um, is, you know, with lingerie or, or mm. something on like that. It's not um, nudes in, the, in yeah, that sort of sense. Yeah, we're not doing any nudity. So yeah. I think that's like where the creative... Creative sort of thing. Like you've you got really to sort of... manipulate and, and that perception. You know as well, and I, like, like for guys, it's all about imagination and picturing themselves. Mm. That's what I was going to say. Leave something it's, for it's, the imagination, yeah, which exactly. is almost yeah. better than just giving it You don't it want to give it all once, yeah. exactly. So... Yeah. For Stella, it was so funny. I was actually filming herself. She's on the bed and she's like bent over and stuff, like arching back and everything. So I'm like getting this shot, moving up. And then I just see her turn and go, and just buy this pizza. I'm like, bro, like, you can't do that shit. Like, what is that? No one wants to see you eat the pizza. So I was like, no one wants to actually see you eat Yeah, no one gives a fuck about the pizza. And I was like, and I was like, guys want to picture that that pizza is their dick and it's going into your mouth. So I'm like, you need to like literally have it there and like act with your tongue out, looking up at the pizza <laughs> like it's a guy. I was like, you need to have. It's not about so hard. Anything. Like, so like hard. porn, it's not so real. Porn, it's yeah. not real. So we're like literally choreographing everything and yeah, and so I was like, can we just get this done? I want to eat the pizza to go cold. And I'm like, <laughs> anyway, but we did this sick shoot and to be honest, I think off that, just that shoot alone, which was six shots and taken on an iPhone, six shoot, we're like, we've got like, you know, we've got an RS2, we've got like a Sony a7 III, we've got like which, proper good we're setup. Shooting yeah, yeah. We're shooting all our campaign modes on that. that, so I got full like yeah. stabilised and everything to make it proper. But just for the standard standard shots, I guess in a sense, we get what did six photos, uh, one or two videos, and just from those six photos and that video, that I'm pretty sure we'll be close to a bit of maybe a K and a half US, maybe. Which we sent US. out, what, two days ago? So like, yeah, we're like, we started probably about a week, like, a week yeah. ago. That's yeah. awesome. But I mean, like, just from that. A week that, ago yesterday. Just from that little thing. And it's, I think the biggest thing is obviously giving them time because for so many, I believe, like, creators out there, once they get a lot of subs, they don't spend quality time mm. with those people. Mm. And I think some guys just want people to talk to. Like, they yeah. work in the mines. We've they work in this. We've got one guy like, I'll pay you 100 bucks a day just, just to chat. Not a yeah. hundred a day, a hundred an hour. Mm. Like, it's just like, like one of those things where it's like... Do you get any requests for you? But you hate yeah, a couple of content. Of, Interesting. Yeah, yeah stacks a yeah, couple yeah. content. Um, they like... And some of the questions they ask are like, does your, um, does your partner... Do X to you? Do they do? They just want to know how we. They just want to know how we. They just want to imagine. They just want to picture exactly. So like, um, you know, and 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 it's a way that I think, to some degree, there is a lot of, um, how you word it and a lot of honesty surrounding the way we speak. But I think it's also about creating a. Wouldn't say narrative, but cre- it's like, like creating creating imagery in that person's mind. It's it's fantasy. It's creating imagery in that person's mind about. Um, what they wanted to hear. So some stuff may, like, you know, there's been times where in in their head they could be thinking that, you know, Stella's, you know, got a dick in her at that point in time. However, to <laughs> yeah. say to say not, you know, that sounded very good. But, like, <laughs> I was just didn't want to sort of go into the graphic yeah, detail, you know. like the erotica side of things. Yeah. Yeah. But um, This episode is not yeah. going to But, like, so like, for example, like... Uh, in their head, you know, they're, they're doing whatever and they're picturing this sort of stuff. But meanwhile, Stella's got a pack of chips in her hand mm. having a bite. You know what I mean? But it's about creating that, that imagery for them so then they can feel at home. And like a lot of the stuff, um, going back, a lot of the stuff is, um, you know, could be true. To, like, or is true to, to a certain degree. At some degree. point, but maybe at, not in that But moment. at some point when they're like, you know, when they want to imagine something in their head and obviously it's completely unrealistic to do no, I'm that. I'm actually sitting at but, the dinner table with but, them. You no, know, but some of the stuff I request, like, you know, have, like, fucking, like, have you got two dicks in you at the moment? Like, that sort of shit. Well, obviously, yeah. that's not true. But mm. we it's, can but we can obviously play along with those things that. to make that happen for them so they get the best experience out of that, mm. um, in a sense. But... It's like sexting, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so, what I was thinking. That's, that's the biggest yeah. thing. So, um, 
but yeah, it's been like, like you said, it's been, it's been such a, you it's know, really fun. Experience. Yeah. Mm. I'm really mm. enjoying it. And like, um, touching on like, I wanted to do like a big campaign video each month. And that's like, obviously where I special, like my, what I love. Yeah. And so like putting together a creative concept of what we want to do for that month and then getting a videographer and mm. videoing that. And then I get to go and edit that and learn that whole experience of editing. That is like, I mm. guess what kind of drove the want, think, like yeah. motivation to start it. Mm. Um, and so, I think, yeah. yeah, and like I guess the only real real challenge we faced is we had at the start we just had differing views on, I guess like me me being a guy, thinking yeah. that the guys want to see this way and Stella's got a certain view of a more of an art form style um, sort of setup when I would sort of you know Zach like admitting like I watched Fanny the Porn growing up yeah. when I was a kid sort of thing so I'm like this certain scenes. Important, like not even when they're having sex, like at the start mm. or whatever, like certain scenes that I know draw I think emotions you... out of certain guys, I believe. I think yeah, yeah. as I... well, you struggle to see the point in soft porn. No, 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 like... no, go, no, you can't say that because I definitely don't say uh, soft porn is incredible, like you... to some degree. But you were saying that it wasn't going to sell. No, I never said it wasn't going to sell to that thing. I never said soft porn wasn't going to sell. I just said that it's got to be a, a difference between being um, quite artsy and also um, creating a story to go through or creating some sort yeah. of imagery in their mind. For example, like it's all – what I was trying to get at was it's all good and well to look absolutely stunning and gorgeous and sit there. But if you're just sitting on a chair doing some artsy shots, it might look incredible. But is it going to evoke the emotion and the story mm. and the, them pitching themselves there and them doing this? Mm. That was the only point that yeah, I okay. d- addressed that I thought we should make note of when we're creating content. Mm. I think we definitely um, ran into a lot of like, you like well, to call it discussions, I call it arguments. <laughs> but um, um, When we were like in the lead up of launching yeah. it, because I was like, no, I don't, like I'm not comfortable doing nudity and like these really hectic, what I saw is, I don't want to say slutty, but like... What's the word? Exposing. Yeah. Everyone Exposing, can express in, in how yeah. they express. But. Like I didn't want to come off as that. And but, I guess it wasn't uh, until we saw the content back mm. that I was like, oh, okay, I like the way that looks or yeah. I don't like that angle. I think we and made like, a happy medium. We, yeah. we basically and, we, and I think, and I think we, you've also learnt that, yeah. oh, wow, that photo actually is, Did you slap. can make a hundred dollars yeah. US from that one photo. Yeah. So Whereas, it was kind of, yeah, definitely like, it was one of those things both that we... Both learning. Yeah, definitely both learn. And I think we definitely are now onto a very good momentum mm. of how we, we operate things. It works. Mm. And yeah, it's just been, um, yeah, I guess a good a roller coaster. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting to like listen to it from an outsider mm. and hear what goes on in terms of actually thinking about stuff. Because mm. like lot I, goes into it. yeah, I've that, never, I, I'm like, don't look at OnlyFans. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, me neither. I've never didn't. But it's never so interesting. It like there is so much more thought than I think people realize. It's not and just your standard throw a photo up of me half nude and go, hey, yeah. this is it. Yeah, it's I so much more. Man. A lot of Crazy. people think, oh, like they make so much money off it. Um, all they do is they go on and they post this photo and it's just through subscriptions, but there's so much more yeah, that goes into it than that. And I think that's why you see so many girls start it and then a month later yeah, it's gone because mm. they haven't thought about it. But I was like listening to podcasts every day, writing notes. I was reading articles. I was 
yeah. like signing up to people's OnlyFans to see what kind of content they did and what they messages they sent. Like, did so much research. Mm. To know it's a what business. It is. It is. It's hundred percent a business, man. It's literally yeah. a yeah. proper business model. And I think as well, like being in a relationship. If any like people want to start a OnlyFans out there, they're in a relationship. You have to look at it like a business. You have mm. to look in that way. You take emotions all out Away of it, it, and you know you got to look at it like some person might say this, like you know, paragraph, and then you know, Stones might respond in in, in a in erotica in certain in ways. But you know, if you say that, they're going to say this, and then you say mm. that, and mm. you know, it's a win-win for us and them and, you know, everyone's happy. So, so what's the plan with it when you go over to do the I yacht stuff? We still want to do it and we've got a few friends that have done work on yachts and have said that, like, they've never been on a yacht that doesn't have Wi-Fi. So I think, and, like, we're already in a good routine of doing content days so that we've got it all banked up and we can use that content for, like, I've got mm. at the moment the next two months scheduled and, like, we could essentially not do any content and just but do I think, what's already yeah. scheduled. So I think we want to just like keep doing that and being organised with it so that we can continue to do it while we're on the boats yeah. as well. And Or even if we don't get straight on the boats, have a, some kind of income while we're over in Europe. I think, yeah, um, I think the biggest hurdle, the only major hurdle I can see sort of coming is that you know at this stage it's where you make a lot of your money is not your subscriptions and it's not your just send-outs you've done it's the the building rapport so yeah. creating relationships it's the them wanting to to feel like they've got a relationship with you and be that part mm. it's them you know um you sending stuff that you wouldn't send out to anyone else to making them feel special exclusive that might be and, tough when you're working and, yeah exactly because you're working no, so, you're working so, like so many hours days, so it's yeah. hard to like because like stells is you know jumping on and she might send um you know which I generally oversee the message as well, but she generally send messages in like in the morning and at lunch and this. And like that. you do, like, it's like being on yeah, Instagram and, and responding know, yeah. DMs. Like yeah. you just you check it whenever you can. It's like talking to your friends. Like you mm. kind of on comms all day, so yeah, right. obviously won't be able to do that. But I think we like where there's a will, there's a way. Like just set aside. It's like we're gonna have to set aside time for a little more style and tipo yeah. anyway. So mm. you just time block and try and be as productive yeah. as you can. And yeah. I mean, like if it doesn't work. We stop and we start again once we're done. The yeah, yachts. Like if that's what exactly. happens. Because that, yeah, that was going to be like the follow up. Obviously, you said at the beginning, like it is, it came about because you wanted to make money for the yacht yep. experience. Yep. But like, is it a means to an end, or is it now that you're in it? Are I you think like, just, like, this is really if fun. If we can keep doing it, like I would love, like we'd obviously love to. It's just another revenue stream. Yeah. Why not? Like, and to be honest, money's never been the thing where I've been, and uh, might be slightly differing to Stell's, um, coming from like. You know, We've come from very, very different, different families. Right. So this is one thing, like, I feel like I'm a very... But yeah, um, how so? Please to some degree, that. I feel like I'm quite empathetic to certain things, but I've still has been someone, and, and it's weird, it's weird to say this because it's like, you know, we're, we're engaged, we've got this so strong relationship, but I've sometimes found it hard to be empathetic and understand where Stella's coming from because it's just so fucking different. Like, my growing up, for example, I'm extremely fortunate and could not be any more... It's probably the most thing that I'm most grateful for at times that I look back on is the fact that, you know, with our family, like, you know, mum and dad have been together for 50 years. Like, they've been married for 46. or together wow. since I was 16 and 20, and they're 67 mm, Very now. happy family. 64. Happy family. Got two brothers. Got a sister. You know... Everyone's, our, like, got their shit together. Like, got like... kids. Got family. Like, no one's, like, getting divorces. It's, like, our, I think there's a fight in 1992 with my... <laughs> like... With the my, fact that you remember yeah, what Yeah, no, because yeah. I asked mum, because, like, I, I asked my dad in a chat, and it was, like, with my grandma, and 
my, um, I think my uncle was my, I think it was my, um, mm. auntie's birthday and then grandma and granddad visited me in hospital before they visited her for a birthday or something. So and it was so just something like, something yeah, right. like that. Anyway, they had this disagreement and then like nothing to do that's with the our family. Was sort of like thingy, but that's the only thing that like, other than that, life's been, you know, I've been, um, been very fortunate to, um, you know, like I don't get me wrong. I fucking worked hard my whole life. Like I've had like, you know, jobs since I was 15. I fucking, you know, was doing everything to the best of my ability, but I came from a very fortunate background where I didn't have to stress out about money. If I was like, yeah. hey, mum, can I, you know, I, I need 200 bucks for this mum. It like, triggers me. I, 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 like, no, like, I would be able to like... I wish I could do that. <laughs> you know, like, and it was just like one of those things that, you know, and I've tried to, you know, make the most of it. Not to say that we had a... Definitely didn't have a crazy amount of money. It was nothing like that. Mm. It was like your standard family around that, you know, sort of area where we live. But to it was, you, it's like not... It's not like that's just the normal life to me. Like I haven't, mm. I haven't experienced yeah. that thing where we're like, you know, struggling for money and we're like battling super like big hardships that, you know, um, where we have to have like crazy serious and like who knows, life might throw me one of those mm. things. I haven't dealt with it. Well, we're kind but, of dealing with that now. Like, yeah, well, on a personal level we are. Yeah, but yeah. like I'm talking about like, see, this is the thing. If we had something happen in our family to do with that, that would hit me harder than me struggling with it at the moment because it's like... Mm. For me, I'm like, things work out. Mm. Yeah, like that's I'm, actually like side okay. note. When I was in Qatar, it was the biggest perspective shift because mm. money is not an object over there. Like yeah. we look at things and we're like, how much will that cost? Mm. In Qatar, like that, there's so much money there that it's not how much will it cost. It's like, how, how do I get it, it done? Yeah. And how do yeah. I make it happen? And money is not a thing. Yeah. And that was like massive for me because really? I was like, when that happened, like when I realized that perspective yeah i was like holy shit you can do anything yeah like if yeah. money's not the focus you could you do, do anything. Anything. anything and on the back of that like you can get money from anywhere yeah you just exactly. gotta look hard so yeah. that's money's like dispersible it's, if you're, if yeah, you're it's really not as important as we all think like it is but it's not yeah 100 yeah, percent. like that like i've always thought like if you're limiting your dreams and what you want to achieve based on the um looking at money like it's this sacred thing that you have to defend and hold and, and keep there and not, not use, then you're not going to get anywhere. Comes and goes. Comes and goes. Comes and goes. Um, but going back to, um, I guess, your upbringing yourselves. Like, mm, where do we start? It's been like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge can of worms. Like, that's probably yeah. 10 podcasts worth. So, but just in a, just in, in short, overall, sure, um, yeah. my dad passed away just before I was born. So, grew up, went, like, entered the world with a single mum and then... Mum was in a very abusive relationship for until I was about 10. So grew up in a domestic violent home, went through a lot of shit with that that I won't go into. But we, and mum had me when she was 18. So didn't have a lot of money growing up. I started work when I was like 12 and was like paid for literally everything I have ever owned, like down to food, everything. Um, so like I've grown up stressed about money. It's like something that I'm always like, probably why I have such a good work ethic because I'm mm. like, I never want to stress about money. I don't, and I never want our kids to stress mm. about it. I've like stressed about enough. So like, yeah, come from very different, obviously upbringings. Like I have three younger siblings and we're like mums just pretty much been a single mum to all of us. And then obviously her trying to make a means for our family. She was always at work. So I kind of became, I guess, a mum a mom at a very young age, looking mm. after the kids when we got home from school because mum would be at work and, yeah, grew up very quickly. Um, mm. 
Do you think this yeah. is like those two drastically different experiences have benefited you coming together? I, th- I think it's made us both real. Like I think it's made seeing how comfortable and how stress-free I am with, I guess, money and I, in, in a sense. And I guess how, you know, when you back up against a wall, I feel like I'm a very calm person in that sort of sense. So I think Stella seeing that has made me realise, hey, okay, you're comfortable in that and you're calm in that position. Why can't I, I think, to some degree? I and think as well it's like a breath, it's... breath of fresh air to like go from such like, like I really just touched the, didn't even touch the surface of what the things, are, adversity yeah, I've been through. So I think coming from such a chaotic and like trauma-filled like childhood to seeing how like, cruisy Zach's family is it's like a breath of fresh air and kind of has taught me that hey like that happy family that you've always wished for it can actually happen and like no like you're always going to go through shit and Mm. like life is not always going to be easy but there is like that is possible to have like a safe happy strong healthy family um it also goes to show you know like like me personally knowing everything that Stella's gone through and seeing how she is right now, it's 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 I mind blowing. Like it's even for me sitting it's, here, like I never like, would have no, even like, guessed any does. of that. Like some of the all. stuff that's like Stella's gone through is like I haven't seen as bad shit on movies. Like yeah, that's wow. like to the level. Like it's like it's some of the stuff like that you feel sick. You feel like itself. I can't believe mm. that happened. But it's um. I feel like I should I think write a book. The, yeah, sounds, but the biggest yeah, thing is it's should. been. I think Stella doesn't let it like debilitate her in that sort of sense. And I think that you know, yes, she's gone through all this, but she she's like you said before, looked at life now, it's going, like hey, it it's together. worked out. Like <laughs> I haven't let this affect me and crawled into a corner. I, you mm. know. I think like. I was very, I don't know, this is kind of derailing a bit. My granddad, so my dad's dad, he funded me to go to a private school, which I'm like one of the biggest things I'm grateful for because it put me in an environment that was so different to what I was used to at home. And I kind of was like thought that that was the normal and so I was constantly trying to hide behind this like image that everything I had it all together and everything was going to be okay and so I guess like that in a way has kind of made me not dwell on it like I like yeah it's happened and maybe I've swept it under the rug throughout life but I've like continued to try and like strive for the best and like grow if that makes sense yeah Mm. like I've not let it define me yeah wow Guys, holy shit. <laughs> We've uh, been recording for an hour and 45 minutes right now. So we're going to do 10 under 10 for both of you. Yeah. Done. Sounds and good. I've already decided I'm going to split the episode into two. Okay. okay. Part one, part two. Yeah, part, part one, one, part, part two. two. Yeah. Yeah. Part one, PG, part two, X. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's do 10 under 10. Wrap yeah. up part two of this, what has been an incredible two hours. Like, <laughs> Thank all, you for having us, mate. Dude, yeah. oh my God. Um... <laughs> Stells, you going first? Yep. I feel like I talk less than Zach, so. <laughs> yeah, 10 under 10 has to be less than 10 minutes each. All right. We Favorite book? Favorite book. Okay, I'm going to be jump on the cringe TikTok bandwagon and say It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover or November Colleen 9. Colleen Hoover. Everyone loves oh, it. She's so good. I say to Zach, you don't have to worry about another man, just worry about Colleen Hoover <laughs> because when I pick up her books, I'm not coming away until I wow. finish it. I love it. Zach's yeah. probably like, fuck yes. <laughs> um, look, probably in the last year, it's been the most impactful. Got to say like green lights. 
Oh, how yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, my. I listened just, to the audio book. And the audio book oh is God. so... Because like, he reads he, it. He, yeah, exactly. He narrates it. So it's Matthew just like adds that whole extra element. Oh, crazy. Yeah, incredible. I used to not like... I know this is quick. Um, but I used to never be the biggest fan of Matt McConaughey. Like, and just watching from movie-wise, mm. after that, my whole perspective and view on him changed. Love his movies now. Love him all. <laughs> Interesting. Like, I've crazy. always loved him since yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stells, what's your most motivating quote? Um, I guess something I always say is, be the person your youngest self needed. I like it. Yeah. Uh, mine would be, um, do you want to give the best to you or the rest to you? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. So okay. what I mean, yeah, what, cool. what I mean by that is that um, make sure that you have filled your cup up to the fullest mm-hmm. it can be, because you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's almost like when you think about you know going out and getting pissed on the weekend and absolutely wrecking yourself, and you've got to catch up with a friend tomorrow. Do mm. you want to give them the best version of yourself, or do you want to give them the rest, whatever's left after that? Big night mm. just had and you I know, absolutely love that. It's so. something I'm gonna open this can of words and then I'll shut it straight yeah. after. But it's something that I've been focusing on a lot lately because I used to be the guy that just like if someone wants to hang out, like yes, I'll make time, yeah. I'll make time, I'll make yeah. time. And then it got to the point where I just burnt out. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, I honestly like I could hang out with you, but I'll be a zombie. Like, yeah. I will and be yeah. nothing. There's no point. So I've been yeah. prioritizing myself in those instances, but feeling guilty about it. Yeah. So mm. that quote is what I'm gonna use to remind yeah. myself. Like, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Do you yeah. take you time? Yeah. And you, people it's, value it's, it's a less more. selfish thing doing stuff for yourself because it's making you a better person to give to them. Yeah, mm, really. I love it. Uh, midnight snack. The other night it was rice pudding. At midnight. Oh, she smacked a whole tub. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm no self control. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do midnight snacks, but I'd say I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly deter. Okay, if I got home late, what would I snack on? It would be probably like I'd make some hectic pasta, some cheesy yeah. tomato saucey big uh, pasta. Mine's, that would be a, mine's actually Vegemite and cheese on a wrap. So random. Yeah, love you it. love that. I tuck in the microwave for like a second, and it's like this cheesy Vegemite scroll, but like takes ten seconds. That it's makes so me want to vomit because I hate cheese. Oh no! Really? Try to show the answers. Fucking. Uh-uh. I know. <laughs> Too strong. Dad's. I met someone the other day who also hates cheese, so and it's like Zach's the first time I've ever brother. met. Her. Really? Oh, he oh no, he hates it. He hates a burnt like, like full melt. Like. I just hate every like halloumi, like nothing. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's, That's it so is weird. Um, what's been your scariest moment? It can be a couple things as well. If you oh, look, I, I would oh, say one moment. It's, getting it's, to Noosa Panita and Bali Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, um, is this, is this, can I say moments or like, is it sort of like, if yeah, it's yeah. Like, okay. So, um, like for me personally, um, I hold love to be the highest thing in the world. I think that's the most important thing in the world. Everything else is just a byproduct or a tool to, to get love. I think I'm with you on that. Number one. Um, so, when, as a human, when that comes under pressure at any point in time, I think that's when I start to actually go, well, this is like, like, as I said before, money, making life choices, quitting jobs, buying stuff, whatever, zero. Doesn't affect me. Love, though, if we, like, if there's a point where in a relationship where I haven't, um, you know, where love comes under, under scrutiny or there's a, there's a time that could potentially jeopardise what we've created or whatever it may be, that would probably be like the scariest moment. Like early on in a relationship, if we had a um, minor argument about something and there was that slight chance of us, you know, I've been together, that over like either a mistake or something like that, then mm. that would probably be the scariest moment. That's a really good answer. Um, but yeah, 
I like so. it. Are you happy for that to be your answer what? as well? Mm, I don't know. No, I'm just listening. I think I'm disagreeing with that guy. No, yeah. I, no <laughs> I feel like... Yeah, no, I don't You're know. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. I don't know what my scariest moment would be. I feel like... I don't know if this is because it's recent, but when my best up. friend was in oh, yeah. her accident, like had her accident, was in a coma, that like sitting by her side in that state mm. every single day for 16 days was like... This is f- so fucking scary. Like, ho- like not knowing if they're gonna make it. Like, yeah, I think losing someone you love is like, yeah, the scariest thing. Mm, I mm-hmm. love it. Most rewarding win. Let's flip the coin. Mm. Um, going back to a more recent time, um, I've had many waking up each day, but not to say, not to say in a, in that sort of way. But probably the first interview that I ever did for Tipo because it's it's something that I when you know your passion you know what you want to pursue it's something that you hold so close to your heart Mm. and looking back for the first time that I actually sat with myself and looked back on the two years that from literally writing on the whiteboard to you know having to like obviously sell things and give up things in order to make this happen and putting all the pieces into play and finally seeing that it all come to um I guess fruition I guess was 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 huge um also the same thing with the engagement exactly the same story you know, six months of prep for that, and you know, that's a huge, mm. that's a huge win. Uh, well, yeah, it's hard to say that's a win because it's not like you know, it's hard to. It's not really like a, a win, but it's like it was a very incredible moment. So those two things mm. would probably be. I mean, it is a win. Yeah. She could have said it is. That, it is a win, <laughs> I don't know. I th- I think this is going to sound cliche, but like every time I've stepped outside my comfort zone, like that's been mm. a win, and I'm like continuing to grow and that's mm. I just feel like like, like you're winning little progression mm. yeah it's like, a very common theme on the podcast and I hope people listen and hear that every single time yeah, yeah. because like like we love like uh, the three of us are very similar minded like we love taking mm. risks we love doing that sort of stuff that pushes us yeah. and helps us grow but I feel like yeah. a lot of people who are listening want to do it but are too afraid yeah so by you saying that it's like the hey just do like, it like just do mm. it I think yeah. yeah maybe going back to that scariest thing like and this kind of ties in, like I moved from Queensland to Sydney by myself and that was really scary and obviously so outside my comfort zone and then so much, like I feel like my life has just continued to get better then. and that that was the biggest stepping outside my comfort zone. Mm. So I think, yeah. Yeah, like we said before, go back, make calls, make decisions. Mm. I like it. Yeah. What's your ideal place to live? <laughs> I don't know what yours is. Gold Coast. <laughs> really? Nah. Oh, look, by I'd love beach, to go just to... You, just really. anywhere in, by the beach, blue water, I'm happy. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I actually really haven't hard. got a... No, I, like, in a van. No, yeah, in, yeah at, the, at the moment in a van, like, fucking... I don't anywhere know. Anywhere we like, can. Like, last year, last year <laughs> was, like, sort of, like, we're going, oh, okay, we're going to go live in Bali for a year in Ubud, um, mm. or whatever it may be. Like, there's definitely... Mine, mine changes all the time. I'm a very... Like, I... I don't hold myself true to, to one I don't think we're ready to way. live in one Yeah, spot. like yeah. to be honest, and I don't mean to give you a really bad answer on this, but there is actually no place that I'm striving or desperately wanting to be. I think my passions at the moment, um, Tipo, like going to work on the odds, everything, that's at the forefront. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. And throw it to the wayside, I guess. You kind of answered this one before, but what has been the most surreal experience mm. for the two of you or individually? Yeah, probably once again. Um, I'll try and give a different answer to those two. That like that first interview is obviously incredibly mm. surreal because you're like 
two years yeah. of work. Yeah. Well, and, and the engagement and as well. And the engagement as like, well. Yeah. yeah, both of those would be... Maybe looking at the fireworks, like, after, after we got... Oh, yeah. Maybe, like, that was pretty surreal, like, going and seeing that it was kind of the finale to the engagement. Like, obviously, you had the roses, string or tear, the five o'clock dinners, everything was going, but then we all headed up to these, like... Um, Heaps of nice like lounges that I hired and watched out over the beach to these it was fireworks. Like, fireworks. like two minutes of fireworks that went off. So that I think was just sitting cool. there, just like looking at like, each other and like, wow, oh this is fair. Like sitting there, yeah. like stells around my arm, looking, going, <laughs> just did that. Just looking back at the like relationship that we had, looking out at these fireworks, just like, mm. bro. Yeah. My question for you is: you went to so much effort for this thing. What are you doing for the wedding? I, oh, yeah. How I are you going to one up I this? I don't want to have a wedding. Oh, like, I can't deal with your decision making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. Well, I, I did want to go. Like, it's just tough because it's like I. I had my dream way. I'd go get married in like southern France or Italy or something, yeah. or like you know, go get a very old um, style um, castle style vibes and have very modern esque. Yeah, he loves it. Modern sort of. <laughs> He's um, so extravagant. Yeah. It's normally like the girl that's extravagant, like, <laughs> and I'm just like. Put me barefoot on a beach and yeah. we're out here breaking it's norms. Going, looking at the old school, like um, medieval style sort of um, castle set out in like a very quiet place with like, but have all nice modern lights sort of strung up and big tables. Like, you really everything. have thought about everything, oh, bro, everything. but it's like, <laughs> like that would be dream wide, but then it's obviously, yeah, getting everyone over there. And it's like, yeah, it, you know, we're think... working in weddings as well, it's been hard because yeah. it's like, do I want to drop 100, 150k in a wedding? Um, or like just for one night or two nights mm. of recovery day and that. But like speaking to brides, they don't remember half yeah. the day because they're so stressed. Yeah, So much happens. You know, I would actually mm. enjoy each moment, enjoy the food, like talk yeah. to everybody. It's just like a big whirlwind. And then you don't even end up talking to half the people for mm. the rest of your life. So you're spending all this money yeah. on like a day for everybody else that you're not even going to remember as much as everyone else will. So like... Mm. At the end of the day, it's yeah. you're celebrating your love. That's true. Like, do we need? I'd a rather like just we, we my family of, be there. Too. Yeah, mm. dude. Like that's at the end of the day, like they're that's they've been there your whole life. So mm. it's kind of like mm. which but includes I, like my really close friends. Yeah. They yeah. are family. Yeah. yeah, but I think as well, like we sort of tossed up going. Do we just do a three week holiday, pay for everyone in yeah, this big chateau or something, I'm, and just yeah, go? Right. Then you can have proper good conversation, and it's like a celebratory three weeks of our love and our life and everything with mm. the closest of friends to go and enjoy and I'm you like know, make so gives many you proper time doing yeah. that. and you can have one big night where you do some speeches and you chat and whatever it may be mm. but I mean like you can still yeah, really yeah. immerse yourself into that and I think looking back you go I remember those three weeks much more than I remember yeah that's really cool because like mm. did you guys see Fisher's wedding like he no. had his wedding in Bali and my cousin's good friends with Chloe. Yeah. I don't know if they paid for yeah. him to go or whatever, but it was like, it was a holiday wedding. Mm. It wasn't just like a yeah. one ceremony, but like my cousin raves about it all the time. Like yeah. it was just an incredible trip mm. experience, and yeah. like memories with your closest friends, friends. Mm. and like, sure. Like, yeah, as you said, you're celebrating your love, but you're also celebrating your the love friends. as yeah. a big group. The love yeah. of your friends, like friends and family, like mm. on your relationship yeah. too. So. Nice. That's good. Side, side note. Side note. Uh, we got two more questions. What's one thing you each want to do before you die? Travel the world. I like it. Yeah, like that's... that's. Fuck. I should have thought about this one a bit more. <laughs> um, yeah, no, probably definitely... Because um, I think traveling the world I guess comes travel the so world. much um, in itself. One thing I want to do before I die would be to sit in a quiet place by myself and reminisce for my life knowing that I gave it absolutely everything and... I knew I put 110% into that and I can sit there in complete peace and solitude knowing that um, life is everything that I want it to be, in a sense. 
this I'm, kid. I love that, but can I challenge that? Sure, go. Please. At, at what point will you know you can sit down and do that? Mm. Well, I think when... For me, I thought about this as well. I think it would be a point in time, and look, you don't know what the next day comes. You could just fall over and die the next day. You don't know. But I think that... At, but I think reflecting on um, your life at certain points in time as you're going through, going, would I be happy with my life at the moment? Fucking earth, 100% right now, I'd be stoked with everything that's done. Before, if I go, like, become dead tomorrow. Or something like that. Become dead or just, you know what I mean. Become but, dead. But then again, I think that, oh, like, t- having touch base points throughout your life, just going, that's great. But I think there'll be a time when you've had the majority of your life, let's say you've, you know, hit some milestones or you've, you know, got your family, got your kids, you're doing travel, you've done most of the stuff, and you can sit back and went, I've pursued, up to this point, I've pursued everything that I want to pursue mm. for the majority of I think of if my you life. keep living every day as if it's your last and. Yeah, know. exactly. So yeah, I love it. That's probably a quick way to say it. Question number 10. Yeah. Who inspires you? Or what? Mm. Um, you go. Oh, I answered thinking. this recently in like, it was actually a campaign. Um, and I said so many different, like I mentioned so many different people because I think for me, like I love my in- inspiration boards, like my mood boards and like making a vision board and really drawing inspiration from all different people and things to kind of create this like colorful visual of my life so I think there's a lot of people there's like my best friend my mum um I don't know how to answer this quickly I think you have a thing like, you have a thing yeah I think that for me there is there is incredible amount of people that I have complete and utter respect for and admiration for but there is no one that technically I would 100%, you know, draw from to a certain degree to alter who I am in my life or where I'm at. I think that at the end of the day, when, you know, quick crumbles, it all comes down to you. You are, you are what's left at the end of the day. And I think if you can draw from your inner self and draw from you um, to motivate you, then I think that's, that's the biggest thing because mm. you're not always going to have people around you. You're not always going to have those um, external resources to, to generate motivation and inspiration from so I think that um for me it's just almost looking back on on my previous self and going how can I better myself what what were the things that I could take out of the last day week whatever hour minute whatever it could have been that is super positive that I can bring into the future with my future self and what do I want to improve on change or leave behind Mm. and I think that for me is my biggest inspiration just feeling so confident within myself and loving who I am as a human that I'm everything that I'm only what I like need to be. I'm, I'm everything that I need. So it's just kind of like that. Wow. Shit. Okay. Stell, um, do you have another answer or should we uh, leave it at um, that? I just say a quick, like, um, probably the, very common one. Up. But my mum, because she's been through so much. I think at the end of the day, she's, still continue to be the best version of her she can be for all of us kids and she's never given up no matter how hard things have gotten she's continued Mm. to show up for not just herself but us kids as well and I think Mm. that is very admirable Mm. I love it just quickly my dad did reply oh did he yeah and I love a full circle moment yeah let's go um oh the first reply was can you call me ASAP please (laughs) (laughs) Um, he, he said, thanks for the wonderful message, Nath. 
I got the sentiment and appreciate it more than you'll ever know. That trip was just incredible and to share it with you made it even more so. Memory dividends forever. Love you. That's so good. I love it. How does it make you feel now? Yeah, see now I'm feeling just as special. Yeah. And I'm the one who initiated the whole thing. You guys are the ones who initiated the whole thing. See, and it's crazy because you had such an impact and so much power to to do that then. Like you've 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 honestly absolutely made his day i guarantee he's going to be thinking of that for so long mm. and you know you have so much power within you to to make these differences to people's days yeah that so, was incredible cool. and what a place to wrap up the two hours mm. awesome bro. thank Zach you so Stella. much for having us man <laughs> thank that you was, so I much for coming on. to you and um yeah that's yeah, thank you so much for having us yeah you guys are more than welcome thanks for joining <laughs> me on the post school podcast awesome dude <laughs> that's a wrap Sweet as, another story shared and another lesson learned. If you've made it this far, I'd be stoked if you could take a minute to give the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. With your support, we can both empower more young people to chase their dreams. If you have any questions about today's episode, make sure to jump on Instagram and send me a DM at UncleNathanCo or head to the website at UncleNathan.com to join our community. All right, enough from me. Thank you so much for your support and I'll catch you next time.